Hello, everybody. Um, with a brief readjustment of the, the camera, we are rolling. Um, so welcome to Rendezvous with Jamie McGlue, episode 43, talking about fear. So um, only fear is afraid of fear. What does that mean? Good question. We're going to talk about that in the kind of final part um, when I'm talking about kind of the core of fear and like what it, what's really going on when we're afraid, like as far as I can tell. I think it's very interesting, but it's also very useful, like practical for like navigating this universe or navigating life, I'd say. So, um, but yeah, so I kind of want to just talk about fear a bit and a few s examples. Obviously fear is pretty, you know, it's a daily thing everyone deals with. Um, so on one level, that's all pretty obvious, but uh, I think there's some simple things which we can kind of reflect upon, which would have a would change the way we live. Um, and so I like to reflect on these things, so I'm going to share them with you, um, and just kind of explore things that I've, I, you know, you know, I want to think it through, kind of with you. So first of all, I think, you know, fear. Um, sometimes we feel like uh, obviously. Fear causes problems, right? Um, makes you less confident. Um, it prevents you from taking opportunities. Um, it can sabotage relationships. It can cause people to do bad things. Um, you know, like uh, people get paranoid and they want to, you know, lash out at people because they think they're being persecuted. Lots of irrational behavior comes from fear, and lots of conflict. So obviously, it's not so good. Um, and you know it's not a it's not a place of calm abiding and um, selfhood and like you know, when you think of you yourself you it's not you for most people unless you're kind of say you know not very well mentally um, at the moment I would say though that's not you it's not the true you it's the you know kind of surface level you um, you know n no one thinks of themselves as like oh yeah I am that scared um, side of me or I'm the fear you know. Like you is something much deeper, right? Um, so, yeah. Um, now, but we do, the complicating thing is we have this feeling and an intuition that it's necessary. And that's based upon, I think it's true to some extent, but not completely true. So it is useful, but um, most of the time it's um, not useful at all. And um, it's, so I think we need to figure out when is fear useful and when is it not. So, Say, for example, people might say, well, you need fear because, you know, if I wasn't afraid of fear, this is something like from the power of now, right? Like a line where it's like people say, oh, you know, um, if I wasn't afraid of fear, then I would just go around, you know, I would touch fire and hurt myself, you know, or um, do bad things, you know. And that might be true for like a young, tiny, you know, very young child or something. But um, for the vast majority of the population, um, we're talking about adults mostly here. Um, that's not why you don't touch fire. You don't touch the fire because you understand, you know that it will burn you. It's not about fear. It's about awareness. It's about understanding, knowledge, consciousness. There's no, no fear involved. It's just, you know, so distinguishing between those things. It's not fear. It's knowledge. It's understanding. Right? Um, so, or, um, oh, if I wasn't afraid of... Uh, getting in trouble with, the, if people weren't afraid of getting in trouble with the law, they would just go around, you know, causing, you know, problems. Um, 
No, it's like people know the law and so they just know they'll get in trouble. And that's only for like the psychopaths, you know, um, or the, the violent psychopaths. But most people, that's not even their reason anyway. They just don't, they're not interested in doing bad things. But even, anyway, that's the, enough of the point, I guess. So it's awareness. It's not fear, which stops you from doing things which would harm you. Um, and then, uh, but so people say, oh, fear is useful, right? Um, but I think it is useful as a messenger. I think um, emotions are useful as messengers. It's like, ding dong, telegram, um, you know, uh, guilt. Oh, why do I feel guilt? And then it's like, okay, why do I feel guilty? And then it's going to make you, you know, if you like open that letter, you know, you go, oh, let's see. Um, right, yeah, I did, uh, I was rude to my friend or, or like, you know, I was, whatever. I did something bad, you know, or I, I didn't do something that I promised I would. So, and then you can understand that. And then it enters your consciousness, your awareness, and then you're good. That's all you need. Now the telegram man can go, and if they're like, hey, do you mind if I stay and just live in your house? Like, <laughs> get out of here, you know? Um, and then, oh, ding dong, um, excitement. Oh, why, what's this all about? Open up the, the letter or telegrams, it'll be like a letter, I don't know, whatever. Here's a letter, right? Um, and you go, oh, like um, holiday coming up. Oh, great. Or um, the weekend. Oh, okay. I can do... There are opportunities for me that I could move into and that'll be good for me and people around me. Oh, okay. Right? Good to know. So the emotions are triggering, directing thought, right? Um, emotions can't think for you. They're not that advanced. But there's a huge amount of things we could be thinking about. So how do we know where exactly to be positioning our forces, so to speak, our psychic forces? The the decision for whereabouts to, de whereabouts to deploy in the field of meaning, emotions kind of do that largely, it seems. Um so that's useful. And fear, you know, a, a child is walking towards a snake and then gets, I don't, I have no knowledge which explains anything why I shouldn't keep walking. Uh, it's kind of interesting. What is this thing? But there's just this feeling telling me, run away. Okay, I'm just going to do it. And we're programmed, the, the humans who are, you know, who had that instinct to, on a, you know, a biological level, you could put it this way, had the instinct to flee upon fear, you know, and probably just not humans, but just animals. I think it's very, very, very old you know, um, uh, then they would propagate more. They would survive better and adapt better. And so we're descended from those creatures who um, fled f when they felt fear. And so they had this instinct. And so, and then over time, that can turn into a, a, an understanding of, oh, snakes are bad, they can hurt you, you know, whatever it is. So for children or for people who are drunk or something, you know, like really drunk, then, okay, maybe fear, raw fear could be useful. But for the vast majority of, you know, adults, sovereign individuals in the world, um, fear is not necessary. Um, well, I should amend that. Fear is useful, as a, um, um, but we should not never act upon fear. We should act upon awareness. And so if there's, there's a difference between fear and danger, you know? And so if it's like, oh, I'm afraid of this job interview, and you go... Okay, so my fear system is saying, oh, watch out, problem. And that's either I need to pay attention carefully as I'm going through this, going forward, or it's I need to kind of um, maybe, uh, you know, change my strategy of going forward. So just keep doing this. The what is the same, but the how will change maybe. 
or it could be just don't you know change direction don't go that way you know don't approach that thing um to get a different job interview or whatever um and so fear is triggering the thought process um and so that's but and so it could be like oh no i think this is a toxic relate um environment i don't want to be part of it or maybe it's like i think i'm kind of afraid that i'm just going to be wasting my life i think this thing just isn't um satisfying to me okay great you know it's helped you bring your awareness upon that aspect of reality and your inner reality especially but or just like feel oh, i think this job's really good but it's just not going to pay it's a bit unreliable and i'm a bit worried about my bills so right that could be useful it's drawing your attention to it but at the end of the day it should never be oh i was afraid of blah 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 so i made the decision no you colloquially we might say that but what should actually be happening in a healthy response i think is fear drew your awareness to certain things and then fear left okay thanks fear you're there for like a few seconds now you're off you're not here for like an hour you're a few seconds then off you go um and then you just got calm thinking it through and you can think much clearer when you're calm and relaxed you know you're less tense you have more energy flowing on a physical level there's more blood um better blood flow i believe well you're yeah you're less constricted your veins i think um although you know of course you can have uh fear could make your blood flow faster as well actually but um excitement uh, i think makes you increase your blood flow but whatever you know like you're um you'll be in um the parasympathetic nervous system like peaceful calm rather than sympathetic like fight or flight reptilian brain mode right so you are be using your more advanced more highly evolved brain systems the prefrontal cortex or whatever it is the um uh you know mammalian brain executive front of the brain um kind of decision making and analytical problem solving kind of brain um and thinking things through objectively from different angles and go oh is this the case okay maybe let's try to be as generous as possible to this version of what's going on okay uh huh build up a kind of picture in your head a model okay then what about this other possibility let's try to make that make sense can we think about ways in which that could be possible da, da, da. and then kind of make them go to war make these models you know bash it out and kind of see which one comes out on top as seeming the most credible internally consistent consistent with other surrounding you know facts and so you you do that and you can do that much better when you're calm and not in fear fear tends to make you focus upon a very narrow frame of reference and jump to conclusions and kind of just withdraw um and you you're very unlikely to approach situations and opportunities you're very likely to miss things and just stick with what's familiar kind of retreat into the known territory um and often that can be very dangerous for you so fear is actually very dangerous ironically um it's very it's very useful it makes you safer if you can use it properly but for, i think for most people these days fear is actually um causing far more harm than good and so it's actually a dangerous a very dangerous thing the greatest danger in your life is probably um your fear um and so yeah um so fear can bring these things to the table okay thanks fear cool go look scout around see if there's anything else to bring to me thanks good dog <laughs> you know um and then but it's not like woof woof i'm going to lead the meeting like no you're a dog i'm a human i sit at the table you run and get bones and then you don't have to deal with fending off for yourself in the environment and running away from wolves like um i i have a place for you in my thing but you're not the leader of this thing the calm consciousness is the leader the fear is not chairing this meeting right um it's totally dysfunctional if that's what's going on you know 
And so, yeah, and then you think it through and you make a decision. Um, and it, it might be the decision which your, one of your fears was saying, like, oh, think about this. I, the fear could be kind of nudging you towards, you know, option whatever, A, right? And then in the end, you might choose option A. And that's fine if it was because it made sense to your calm consciousness, um, your true self, basically, or even not even your true self, just like your calm ego, you know, um, your calm mind, but just like um, objectively, rationally, to your logical, objective, calm weighing of things, um, then that's fine, great. And then you wouldn't say it would, it was motivated by fear, it was motivated by the same thing which motivated the fear, which is a deeper thing. It's reality. It's objective objectivity. Objectivity motivated you to make your decision. Obje a little bit earlier than that, objectivity motivated the fear to go send you a message. Fear is the intermediary. It's not the cause of this action. Um, so wisdom, really, um, just good judgment, prudence is the, the motivating force. Um, mirroring your actions to your environment. Um, living in harmony and alignment with your, your context um, in time and place. Um, and so that's it, you know. I think fear um, can be useful there and that's, that's how it should be, right? And so if, if um, you should, we should always, I think, be trying to, it seems like a lot of the time people will be, they'll be talking or trying to solve something and there'll be an energy of fear while they're, arguing it's like look if you no smoke without fire if you're feeling afraid how can you trust what you're thinking because fear you know just like i could give reasons but but just intuitively you know like i've already given given a few reasons why you know fear it's better to be calm and etc but even apart from that just if you're afraid do you really think you're going to be making good decisions like does that feel true no right um in your gut never mind your mind or even your heart in your gut your animal instincts which have brought our ancestors here over millions of years, just already told you the answer, right? If you were listening, you know, which is no. Um, fear, it, it's not a, a way to make good decisions. Um, it just, or at least to me, to my instincts, that doesn't seem like. Um, and so if we are trying to make a decision and we're afraid, I think it should be, if you're thinking about anything, even not even just at the point of making a decision, but just kind of thinking about things and you're afraid, Step one is um, get rid of the fear. Otherwise, how do you know, in, until you take off the sunglasses of fear, everything you think could be a weight total, totally wrong. You know, so this, what's the point of thinking about this stuff while you're afraid? There's no point. It's just wasting your energy um, and running, getting you run down. So instead, I think step one is get rid of the fear. Now, that might require that you stop thinking about that thing. You go, no, no, I can't stop. This is very important. You know, it's, it would be dangerous to stop thinking about this. I need to... No, look, you thinking through fear is the most dangerous thing of all. Um, so, okay, step one, get rid of the fear. If that requires that you stop thinking about this and you go for a run or you read a book or you go watch a comedy movie or whatever, then or you eat some food or whatever, talk to someone, do some breathing, Wim Hof method, then um, do it, you know, so be it. Or if you can kind of find a place of calm, calmness in yourself and keep thinking, okay, great, um, but it might require that you take a break and get back to it. And then you might get back to thinking about it and then you start thinking about things and you get a bit overwhelmed. Ooh, 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 unknown. Oh, that thing too. And you might start to get a bit overwhelmed. And then if you start noticing you're sliding into the energy of fear again, okay, my work's done. That's enough work day. Eight hours done. All right, so to speak, you know. Um, 
all right, we're out again until the fear disappears. I've done my work, you know. That's a sign, like that's enough, you know. Digest that before you get back into it. So for bigger things, it might take, you know, I think it would be beneficial for us to kind of take that on, I think, like, you know, not thinking through fear. Um, or even thinking about not just your life, but other people's problems, like your children's problems, your parents' problems, your friends. If you're afraid, then, you know, you're probably not going to be generating any positive beliefs in yourself or others uh, or useful, accurate, um, realistic beliefs. Um, uh, and also, you know, in the world, like politics and stuff, like if you're feeling afraid, that's probably not going to be very healthy for whatever... Uh, it's not going to be contributing to the discourse very well, I think. But um, so, yeah, we we let fear, understand that fear is presenting us things to think about and we go, thank you, fear, off you go. And then we think about it in a calm way. And if we start getting afraid again, then again, get rid of the fear. And I think in that way, the, the core thing is sometimes we feel like, no, it's not safe to calm down. I need to, be, I need to stay in war mode. But I think if you think about the samurai, the way the samurai fought, they were the ultimate warriors. They were completely calm, you know. That was it was all about like Buddhism, Buddhism, you know, um, and just the Zen and complete presence in the moment and oneness, and um, you know, having already accepted death, that like you accept death long, long ago, and then that's the only way you can really be a powerful warrior because the fear of death is not present in your mind, skewing things. It's just the awareness of what is likely to prevent death and what is likely to bring victory and that's all. There's just awareness, you know, there's no need for the fear. But then maybe something new and novel, fear could play a useful role again. Oh, fear of this. Oh, is this something I wasn't aware of? You get a surge of fear. It directs your mind. It overrides all your other thinking, prioritizes it. It's like, you know, some low-level employee just bursting through the CEO's door, slamming a thing down on the desk. You have to look at this. My manager says he doesn't want to upset you, but this is a big problem. You know, someone, you know, fear would be that kind of override thing. Um, so anyway, all right, that seems pretty clear, I guess. Uh, so fear, um, ways that fear can appear in our lives. I guess um, fear of, so um, what we talk about, like say, I'm doing podcasts, sometimes I'll get fear of like, oh man, like that topic, I want to talk about that because it's like important, but oh my God, like um, um, will people misunderstand me? There's a lot of cases I've noticed in recent years of people saying things which I find, you know, they're saying in a very calm, reasonable way. They're not, you know, trying to indoctrinate anyone. They're saying this is just my opinion and it's based upon facts and you might disagree with some things, um, their conclusions, but you can't say that they're not trying to, they're not being logical, you know, that you might, like they're trying to be logical, they're, they're um, coming to you in good faith and yet the mob goes after them and people losing their jobs, getting, you know, harassed, all kinds of terrible stuff. And so, you know, that flow, you know, everyone kind of, anyone who's talking publicly kind of notices that, right? And so subconsciously it brings in a fear, you know, of like, oh, um, do I want to talk about, you know, certain things? And there's, some juicy things I'm going to be talking about coming up where I'm kind of like, okay, like right now I'm a bit sick, you know? So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to talk about that right now. Like I'm, uh, I'll just talk about fear. I'll just talk about the existential um, angst. Um, but like there's certain things where I'm like, okay, I, I need to, and to be fair, that's fear can play a useful role there where it's like, okay, it's, I'm going to do it when I'm ready to do it justice and talk very clearly because some, you know, at the end you can't stop people from getting 
upset if they want to. And certain people will get upset if you don't agree with them. That's just their way, <laughs> ridiculous way of being, you know? Um, but so, um, but, but still like, um, it's useful to present things not carelessly and certain things it's beneficial to do it skillfully and very carefully. And so fear can be like, this one requires a greater investment. You need a, you can't just go in willy nilly. You need a, this customer is very demanding. You need to prepare for this properly. All right. Okay. This customer, oh, they're easy. They're real chill. Like you can just go in and just talk to them, relax. They won't, you know, bust your balls for that. So, um, so, but then on the other hand, so that, that can be useful, but then on the other hand, it's like, what exactly am I afraid of? You know? Um, and th this is for me talking on the internet, but then also I think it's the same for me talking in conversations with, or you talking conversations with anyone. This is just, this is going to be on the internet recorded. Like, so, you know, and I'm thinking in real time, you know, um, real time, the now, the only t real time there is. Um, and even as you're watching this, even though it's not now anymore, it's still now, it's actually the same moment. It's just all the objects have transformed and, but, you know, and then my face is appearing in your vision or my voice is appearing in your mind. So it is happening now. You're bringing me to life and, oh, but it's reviving me. It's bringing me back to life or is it? But wait a minute, if it's the same moment, then it's not later on. It's just the same moment. And then, so is it simultaneous? Okay. That was a little tangent into, um, spiritual, uh, cascades, spiritual avalanche of possibility. Um, anyway, um, so, but yeah, so I think, you know, when I'm talking, like say, um, with my colleagues, you know, like say I teach English, but then I, you know, so I talk, I think it's important to share our ideas and stuff and I like doing it, but you know, um, even if, um, no matter how many, like, I don't know how many people are going to listen anytime I'm talking, you know, sometimes it's not many, sometimes it's quite a few by my standards, you know? Um, but like, it's, I want to talk anyway and just put it out there. Cause I feel like a, a compelled, like I feel, um, this desire, it's fun, interesting, but I also, I feel like there is a sure, uh, a lack of, um, I think the, the, the world could benefit from more people talking. So I'm trying to embody, be the change you want to see in the world. I'm talking, you know, it doesn't need to be through a podcast, but just go talk to people and just try to generate some consciousness. Um, that's, that's going to help us all be, have a lot, a great, a much happier future and happier present, you know? Um, so that's also part of it, apart from just that it's fun, you know? So anyway, but, um, so I, when I'm talking to say my colleagues, like, or, um, I noticed like during the COVID stuff, like I was censoring myself a bit where I was like, well, I don't want to risk my, my, the, having bread on the table. If they're like, oh, Jamie's got some wacky ideas. I don't know if I want to give him, I might kind of, you know, phase him out, give him less hours or something, you know? Um, I don't know. Like, uh, I would hope that wouldn't happen, but, um, these are the, and then until you really think about it, you know, it's like a fear. If you don't really pay attention to it, you might not be able to tell whether it's valid or not. Like some of the fears will point out good things. You go, oh yeah. And you end up doing what it was saying because it's based upon objective reality. But most of the time in my experience, fears are not actually based on reality. Our minds are so active these days for whatever reason, um, that in general, it's kind of not very good advice. And so, you need to pay attention to it and figure that out. But nonetheless, you know, like there are fears of, oh, if I say that, will people judge me? And then will that cause problems for me and make my life inconvenient? Or if someone's, you know, a journalist at the New York Times and they're like, oh, a bunch of legitimate journalists have been kind of talking, speaking plainly and investigating things. 
um, like the Mentu, and then they've been getting shuffled out of the business and, you know, basically censored by their own newspapers. And a bunch of newspapers, this has been happening um, all around the world, or as far as I'm aware, definitely in the Anglophone world. Um, and it's a big problem, and that's why Substack is growing so much. All these professional, you know, big-time journalists are, are moving to Substack and having direct, you know, newsletter subscription kind of things. Um, but anyway, the point being, like, um, a lot of people are – there are real possibilities that your prospects and your ability to pay your mortgage and take care of your family or just have the life you want to have could be limited by being totally honest. And so – that's a fear that comes up, I think, for many people is how honest should I be with people? And this is kind of like what I was mentioning in that uh, kind of recent episode called, um, what was it? Shall we be honest? Um, so I think that's something. Um, and I, I think definitely the, the benefits are just, just be honest, you know, and you'll, you know, it's an adventure. You'll have fun, you know, and it's good for everyone anyway. Even the people who might try to give you grief, it's good for them to hear someone else's honest opinion. Um, and uh, yeah, but that would be, an example of fear where, you know, it's like I could be sharing my genuine opinion and I might deprive the world of that and be fake um, because, just because of fear. And so you need to be careful and pay attention and go, oh, okay, maybe this thing, maybe sometimes it is, yeah, you can't talk about that, you know. Um, uh, but in general, I think it would just be finding the right way to talk about it. Um, and so, you know, if there's a conversation you think, oh, you really should have with your partner or friend or family and but you're afraid of it i think it's like okay that's no reason to not do it that's that's gonna be a terrible idea you know um that's just going to cause big problems you're not that means there's something out of balance so if your body gives you a bit of pain you don't just ignore it you're meant to go okay what's going on there stretch it out figure it out oh maybe i need to change shoes oh my shoes are causing that pain i'm wearing high heels every day okay maybe i should stop doing that every day um or maybe it's like, oh, I just need to, I can keep doing it, but I just need to adapt. I need to do massages. I need to do yoga every day as well as well, you know. Um, and so that same thing with like conversations. And it would apply also for like the way you live, the, what you, the clothes you wear, the job you do, you know, the, um, yeah, your habits, whatever, like how much are you drinking? Do you smoke pot? Whatever, you know. Um, sometimes it should be, okay, stop it. Other times just change what you're doing. Other times maybe modify in some other way, like, okay, yeah, like time and place or whatever, or c communicate with someone. It might just be that someone else needs to have some perspective and then you could just keep the activity exactly as it was or speaking the way you're speaking, doing what you're doing, living your life. But say the example of talking to a friend or something, if there's something that needs to be talked about but you're afraid, then um, that's just a sign that you need to be paying attention to it. So we really need to face the fear and see what is it trying to make me think about and start to view fear as a, an alarm system going, eh, eh, over here, over here. And you go, oh yeah, okay. Press the button, silence the, the alarm. Okay, I'm here. Okay, what's going on with this um, control panel? Oh, oh, I see. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, I see what the issue is. Although technological doesn't quite, don't fancy that metaphor too much. But you know, like, oh, this plant is going a bit yellow. Should I just ignore it? No, go over to it. What's going on? Oh, the soil's dry. Oh, the soil is really, really wet. Okay. Oh, oh, it's a bit in the shade. Okay. Modify things or, or it needs me to sing to it um, <laughs> or whatever, you know, talk to it. You know, modify, like you, you give it attention. Attention is the, the only source of solutions ever, right? All things flow from attention. Um, and 
or it is the flow of awareness, right? Attention, directing your awareness. Um, and so, yeah, I think if you've got something that ne needs to be talked about, um, postponing it's just going to make it worse. The, the easiest way, if you want to make things easy for you, which I assume you do, is do it immediately. But by that, I mean, as soon as you can, maybe you're working, you're driving a forklift. Okay, maybe you can't think about it right now. But as soon as possible, um, start thinking about it and focusing on the thing that makes you afraid. Why does it make you afraid? You can write it out on paper if that helps you keep it all in mind because instead of trying to remember stuff and what was I talking about a second ago? And um, You can just put it on paper and you can have it all out there and then you can just put the pen down and just look between the things and kind of zip around and kind of build up a picture in your mind, a model, and then and then you might go, okay, now and you might go start writing other stuff down and then repeat that process. So that's that could be useful too. Or journaling, just let it come from the subconscious, whatever, talking to someone, letting it flow that way. Um, or you could even just start talking to someone just straight up, just be honest and be like, look, you know, we need to talk and I don't quite know how to say it, so please, you know, go easy on me, but I'm, I, I really care about you and this is important to me, so I want us to be good together, you know, so let's talk about it. But sometimes I think it is useful to go, okay, prepare a bit and just go into it and what's going on, what, do I, what exactly do I think and what do I want to say? And then you're prepared and then as soon as possible, go talk about it, you know? And I think that'll just improve your life. And that, so that's fear operating properly. It's directing you to think, you know, um, to focus on something. Um, and yeah, you know, being afraid of what people think about you. It doesn't matter what people think about you. But then again, sometimes they could have a good point. So you should pay attention to what people think but you shouldn't automatically align yourself with whatever they think and have allegiance to their opinions, de facto, you know, um, or um, what do you say, uh, prima facie, um, you know, like uh, just immediately. No, it's like if someone's like, oh, um, Jamie, you're wrong because blah, blah, blah. I go, okay, so tell me why. Why do you think that? Okay, I've downloaded into my mind your, what I, my best understanding, my strong, my best attempt at making your argument as strong as possible in given all that I know my experiences to date. Okay, great. Got it. Thank you. And then I, now I've got there. Now I run it through my own filters and try to see, does it, what does it match in what I already believe? And then what contradicts it both within itself and then with relation to what I currently believe and understand to be true. Um, and then, you know, if I, at the end of that, I'm not going to agree with them just because of what they, I won't be agreeing with their opinion, I'll be agreeing with my own opinion, which I've gotten, like they, you know, offered me the Lego blocks, but then I've put it together, you know, um, or they said, hey, this is the Lego thing I've made, check it out. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool, man. I'm going to make that too. And then I get my own Lego blocks, put it together. So, yeah, like if someone's, oh, you shouldn't do that, then I will never... Um, stop doing it well maybe you know maybe sometimes but i don't want to be doing this if i am then something i need to phase out um and it's important to be aware i think that we are we do have a subconscious level things that we're so we need to be bringing things into consciousness like fear is largely subconscious so that's why i say i don't know as far as i know i'm not doing that you know but maybe i am in some ways and it's healthy to have that openness because then you're open-minded because then it's possible you'll notice those things if they're there um uh, but yeah, like a kind of humility of like, I don't know, maybe I am doing stupid stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, consciously, let's say, um, I'm never going, oh yeah, someone said something and I respect that person or that person's cool or whatever or that person's in authority. Okay, 
I'll just adopt whatever perspective you have. Never. No. It's always like, okay, this is what you think. And then I, I think about it. And if at the end of it, I think it makes sense, then I agree with it. Not because the other person told me it, but because I think it makes sense. It's about me and the thing. The other person's not really that involved with it. And I think that should apply to parents, friends, governments, religions, everything. Um, even your own mind. Your mind tells you something. Oh, is that true, mind? Like I have a policy. Um, uh, basically, I never... If my mind is telling me something... I never automatically... <laughs> how do I put this? Um, anytime my mind is telling me something which makes me feel bad, I automatically by default, assume that it's not true until proven otherwise. And then I set about seeing if I can prove it otherwise. And many times I go, okay, yeah, actually the mind is, yeah, it's true. No, actually, no, I, that is a bit of a problem. I need to take care of this. But it's like I'll get this in initial surge of fear, like, oh, or, you know, um, sadness or like lethargy or, you know, you know whatever it is, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, some sort of like, or like, disheartenment or whatever you know guilt you know and then okay oh i'm feeling bad okay anytime i'm feeling bad i know there's a story my mind is telling me okay so what's the story and then i go okay this is what it's saying it's not like okay now am i sure let's consider that maybe the mind's not right no 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 i go the total opposite way i go just to be safe the mind's usually full of shit so um <laughs> i'm going to assume it's the opposite okay Mind saying I should feel guilty because I, you know, um, did this thing, whatever. Okay, I'm going to assume that that's totally not, not, that's not true. I shouldn't feel guilty. It's just the mind. You know, the mind likes negative energy because that's what it's used to. Um, and, uh, okay, let's see. So why shouldn't I be guilty? And I start thinking about that, like backing that up and supporting it. And usually what goes, yeah, yeah, because blah, 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense that I shouldn't feel guilty. Okay, now let's look at the other side. Like, why should I feel guilty? And then, and then I might, you know, through that process, I might go like, well, actually, it's pretty flimsy, the idea that I shouldn't feel guilty. Uh, and then I go, mm, oh, yeah, the, actually, there's a lot of reasons behind what the, my, the thought said, you know, that thought and feeling. Okay, actually, yeah, no, I, I made a mistake. I need to go talk to someone. I need to apologize. I need to change something. I need to make sure I don't do this again, whatever. But um, usually what happens is I... You go, yeah, this makes sense that, you know, that feeling is unnecessary. And then I keep thinking about it and try to flip it and go, okay, let's see if I can prove the mind right now. Um, nope, not coming. <laughs> There's nothing there. Okay, no. You know, or it could be that, but then that doesn't really make sense because A, B, or C. And, you know, of course, I'm saying this, but this would be a very fast, sometimes longer, I guess, but it might be kind of intuitive, some of this, or like, or like, you know, just thinking it through, not necessarily talking out loud, you know. Um, but anyway, you get the idea, right? Um, and I think that's very useful. I think ultimately our minds are quite untrustworthy, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, ultimately, because it's going to make us awaken spiritually. Um, but yeah, they cause a lot of chaos. They torture us. And you are not your mind. That's a crucial thing to understand. You know, I am not my mind. My mind is like my secretary. I'm the CEO. And the mind is like, hey, take, take, take 20, uh, sir. Just go. I'll, I'll take care of things for you. I'll, I'll, I'll field calls for you and then you know try to come back in the doors locked like what's going on the blinds are down you know it's just chaos raining um so yeah i think we, it's time you know we all kind of understood that that'll be my point of view i believe that's true
that here. The thinker is not who you are. You are the watcher of your mind. The fact that you can watch your mind, you can be aware of a thought, like in meditation, for example, or just right now, whatever you're thinking, I'm talking about the mind and I can kind of, I'm thinking out loud right now, but I can kind of be aware of the stream of thoughts and this is what's going. But I'm, I'm aware of them. So there's a part of me which is not the thought because it's like I'm aware of the thought. The thought is in me or it's kind of in front of me, you know. Um, I'm the space in which the thought's coming. And so without getting into too much into it, episode seven, if you want, awakening um, of this podcast, I talk about that in depth. Um, basically, yeah, you're not your mind. That's all you need to know. And so question your mind because your mind will generate fear in general. Um, I think largely based upon evolution, that was useful to get us, you know, here. So, you know, the humans who were, ah, oh, it's fine, kept getting eaten by Komodo dragons, roaming gangs of Komodo dragons, munching them down. And so, you know, we're a pretty skit, uh, skittish and jittery as a species. Um, but that was, but most of the time we were fine. And then danger comes up. We'd go into, you know, that sympathetic nervous um, system mode um, and, you know, fight or flight. We'd either fight them um, uh, and smash Komodo dragon skulls with our raw fists or we'd like, you know, freeze and be like, maybe they can't see me um, or we'd run away, you know, and get out of there um, and maybe come back with some, you know, homies and beat them up or whatever. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, so... Let's see. Oh, a bit of water wouldn't go astray, yeah? So, yeah, evolutionarily, I think that was fine. But then now in the modern world, without going too much into it, I suspect, like, it doesn't really matter but why, but I think there is this fear. Like this, It seems, you know, in a lot of spiritual teachers who seem to be in proofs in the pudding, they seem to be very wise people. And as far as I can tell, no, there's many, you know, charlatans, obviously, but there's a lot of people who, are, you know, I'd say, well, that's a very wise person. I think they they know what's going on, you know, and they talk about, you know, evolution of the soul and um, how to awaken and liberate yourself from suffering and from the false self and wake up and all that stuff. Um, and uh, enlightenment or whatever, you, spiritual awakening, whatever you want to call it, um, and uh, or finding your true self. Um, and uh, a, a common theme is that they do say, yeah, the, the base state of most people is fear. It's a, some sort of version of fear um and even when you think you're fine if you pay very close attention you might notice there's this it's even like a base level just a small hum of fear you know kind of like on the back burner like oh I'm, i'll just worry about that a little bit for now you know <laughs> or you know subconsciously maybe there's a bit of tension or whatever like you take a bath and you're like oh i thought i was already relaxed well i'm now i'm really relaxed what was i before and why you know and so i think in the but so it doesn't really matter why, but I would venture to say, like, it seems like maybe um, overstimulation with information. We're, we're aware of so much now, so it's just kind of due to, like, you know, information technology, especially the internet, but even books and newspapers and things before that. Um, and so we're more aware of, you know, there's more factors to keep in mind. So maybe that's novelty. The unknown seems to generate um, fear and emotional dysregulation. Because it's like, oh, there's more to be aware of, um, and it's a, it's trying to motivate you to go solve problems, you know. But back in the old days, it would be like everything's normal, forest, forest, forest. Oh, something different, solve it, and you'd get that burst of you know kind of negative emotion to go, oh, you go, go get into that and solve it. But these days, it's just it's beautiful that we have all this novelty, but also it's challenging, you know, because I think it's triggering these mechanisms. 
Um, and also, that apart from that, there's also the thing of dehumanization. Like we're separated from each other. We're not living in extended family groups. It's not like you know every face you see, or at least the majority of the faces you see every each day. It's like there's all this sea of strangers. You don't know what they think. Are they reliable? What's going on? You know, um, even the simpler kind of you know rudimentary idea of like nationalism. Like, oh, we're all part of the same country. That's kind of been blurred a bit, um, and that was you know kind of rudimentary and maybe a bit primitive in some ways. Like, you know, back in the old days, oh, you know, the French are like this, the Germans are like that, we are like this, you know. But at least it was a way to kind of manage that emotion by feeling like, oh no, even if you don't know their face, they're just English, like me. Yeah, you know, they're like us. We're all English, you know. And as a way of you know kind of having that calming that down, I guess in some sense. But anyway. Um, whatever the reason, there's this fear, I think. And so we need to be careful to intentionally um, assume that the mind is wrong anytime it wa it's telling us to feel bad, but then go and be proactive and go check and find out if it's because it have your mind open to the possibility that it's right. And I think if you live that way, you'll be pretty, pretty good. Uh, you'll be in pretty good standing or standing good stead, whatever. Um, so, okay. So then that's a bit about fear and um, who's trying to call me and buzzing the table. One, one moment, internet. It's my brother. Hey, Mark, um, I'm doing a podcast. Uh, is it urgent or is it urgent? Okay. God says he loves me. Um, are you, are you sure? Cause that maybe you, you got the message wrong. Cause God told me he loves you. So maybe, or maybe I see, or are we teaching him a lesson? No, that feels bad. That feels wrong. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll do. All right. I'll see ya. Thanks for tuning in, joining the podcast. All right, so that was just, a, I don't know if you could hear this uh, little nonsensical conversation about God with my brother, but hopefully. Um, now, okay, back to the business. So fear. Um, now, so we talked a bit, um, so before I get into the, like, the depth of like what I think is actually going on with fear, let's see, uh, what else did I want to say? Yeah, so relationships, I think, you know, based in a nutshell, just try to speed this through, I want this to be as easily digestible as possible. I think, you know, the, the great, you don't want to have a relationship with someone who's not real, right? I don't want to be in a relationship, like it's a romantic relationship, or say have a friendship with someone or whatever, who's not even real. They're just a mask. They're just playing roles because they're afraid of what I think, you know? No, you want the real them, right? Otherwise, what's the point? Um, and so then that applies to you too, right? You're someone else to everyone else. <laughs> um, you're other people to other people. Um, and they're... You know, yeah. So they want you and they, they deserve you to not be um, playing roles out of fear of what are they going to think. So authenticity is the key. Um, and sometimes that require expressing negative emotions and hurting people. Um, but you should never try to hurt people. But you, I think you should never, um, never sacrifice authenticity for the sake of not hurting people because you're, you're just going to hurt them. Um, that's actually going to hurt them more because the most hurtful thing is to not, um, is to um, be kind of dishonest in your relationship with someone, I think. 
Um, and so, yeah, um, it's so deep, you know, authenticity. So I think you, we can't sacrifice that. Um, and by being authentic, um, we can, we can be, um, we can live in such a way where we, you know, hurt people only a small amount, just as, you know, unavoidable messiness of human existence, you know, but, um, try to, you know, be harmonious and make people feel good. But, but anyway, so be authentic. What do I want? What do you want? Can we live it together in harmony, you know? Um, and, uh, say what you think, let them say what they think, blah, blah, blah. Um, and part of that also is then allowing and, uh, welcoming, you know, just like people. So yeah, you know, it's a beautiful thing. I sometimes I think I sh should practice more actually. Um, actually it's kind of exciting. I like that thought. Um, but is, uh, I've thought of many times and practicing it's very fun is give, give people complete freedom, go surprise me. Like, you know, I want you to do whatever you're going to do. Like literally anything. You could slap me in the face. I'll be like, cool. I'm just going to react to it. You know, I'll, maybe I'll slap you back or whatever, or I'll pull out of the way or whatever, you know, or I'll dodge. But like having this zero fear or zero need to control, um, you know, so even not just like social anxiety or something or like or awkwardness or something and being like, yeah, whatever. But if you are feeling awkward or, you know, a bit anxious or whatever, just go with that. Go like, go, what I want is this person to just do whatever they're going to do. And then there's an immense relaxation from that. And then your true self can come out and then you're actually going to improve the dynamic and they're going to be happier with you anyway. So even if they were feeling a bit weird, that's going to, you know, fade away because you're being cool and they're going to dig it, you know, they're going to enjoy it. But, um, but then also even just like, you know, not trying to control people like, Oh, I want a job. I want this job. And so I'm going to, you know, try to control the, my impression, the impression I'm giving on the employer. Now that's messy where it does get to a certain point where maybe, I would say maybe there's a place for playing some games there and just kind of not because it's just the expectation of the, the base, the standard where we're at societally and culturally, you know, spiritually that like there's an expectation that people don't just talk about, make themselves look bad. So I think at the moment it's kind of, if you're mentioning negative things, you kind of try to make it sound like it wrapped up in a positive. Yeah. I'm a bit, sometimes I forget things, unfortunately, but I'm working on it. I'm getting better. Something like that, you know, but but even so, maybe I'm just wrong about that. Maybe I'll look back in a year from now and go, oh, nah, that was just inauthenticity. You got to get rid of all that. Just be yourself. I don't know. But I think at the moment, it seems like there's a place for that. Just in, this is the paradox of, you know, theory and practice, whatever, with life. But but it, yeah, but even there, as much as possible, and maybe just completely be authentic and don't try to, you know, manipulate other people's impressions of you. Just be yourself. Um, and if you think it's a good idea, do it. If you think it's a bad idea, don't do it. That's all, you know. If someone else thinks it's a, a good or bad idea and it didn't match your own feeling, why would you just do what they're doing? You trust them more than you? At the end of the day, like, um, if you trust someone else <laughs> more than yourself, how do you, that's actually your trusting, your trust is telling you to trust that they're, they're more trustworthy. But that's still a product of your trust. That's just an, ab you know, abomination how do you know who you can trust? Which other people should you trust given that they all disagree with each other? So at the end of the day, you can't escape yourself. You need to trust yourself. And if you don't trust yourself, all right, you need to make yourself as trustworthy as possible. Start reading books, meditating, clean up your diet, go for a run every morning, go exercise, you know, get inspired, um, become a better person, um, be honest with yourself. 
and build up that trust. But yeah, we need to be tr- we need to trust ourselves, and that is also one of the, the core antidotes to fear. Because you can be authentic, then you can allow people to be themselves um, to communicate the way they're going to be with you, and and life as well. Not to be afraid of oh trying to control life, but yeah, like embrace it, whatever comes. I think again, as Epictetus, as I've said many times, but um, Epictetus has this amazing thing. Basically, your responsibility is to only focus on that which you can control. Um, things you can't control, all right, you'll be you'll become aware of them through fear or your emotions, messages, Telegram. Pay attention to this, and then you can go, okay, uh, I can't control that. All right, so I'll just leave it for now. If it's relevant, if it comes relevant some other transformation of affairs, then I'm going to be made aware of it again by my emotional system um, or other people or whatever um, or just noticing it myself. But, uh, okay, so just focus on what you can control and then figure out, okay, wh- how can I improve things and do it. And so focus on what you can control um, and summarized in you know the serenity prayer, may I have the uh, courage to change the things I can the serenity to accept the things I can't and the wisdom to know the difference. Powerful. Um, so yes. Um, okay. So yeah. Uh, authenticity, allowing and welcoming think life, other people, your own self and parts of ourselves we can't change too, you know? So focus on what you can change and don't spin your wheels or whack your head against a wall trying to wish you were different if it's unchangeable. What's the point of that? It's insane, you know? Focus on things you can change um, and figuring out what you should change within that field of change, the changeable. Some things shouldn't be changed, maybe. They're good, you know? Um, and then what else? Um, then, yeah, projecting. Um, like uh, we will... Well, there's two kind of senses in which that's relevant, I think. The projecting in the, in the sense of, yeah, trying to project an image of yourself, make other people see you a certain way. I think that's based upon fear and manipulation fear that you know oh if i'm just myself i won't get what i want but i think the ultimate as we grow more conscious the ultimate thing is to realize i will get what i want i don't even know what i want deep down but but i can understand that what i really want is to be authentic and to have all that flows from that um so that's it so you might think you're getting what you want through manipulating people but actually no be yourself and you'll get what you want um, maybe you don't get that job interview and um, foolish Jamie of 10 minutes ago. Maybe you won't get that job interview um, and you'll get something much better. You'll be like, maybe you'll be on the streets for a, a month and then meet some, have some incredible opportunity and it'll lead you the right way. Who knows? Um, probably not even that extreme, but just, yeah. Um, so, and but uh, also projecting in, like projecting things onto others, like, oh, um, Maybe, uh, oh, I think this person's, um, you know, doing something wrong or being bad, but actually maybe I'm just projecting my own, I've got this negative emotion in me and then I'm seeing it in them. Um, but that's actually just me being fearful and paranoid or maybe, oh, that guy's just, you know, just trying to manipulate everyone. <laughs> and maybe that's just cause deep down I know I'm doing that. And so I think everyone does it. And so you're projecting onto them. Um, so kind of seeing like, no, that's not them. That's just your own mind coloring you know, coloring in the world and saying that's what the world is. Um, so, uh, yeah, kind of real-time CGI, psychic CGI process of editing what's actually going on in this film of existence around us. Um, and so, yeah, um, 
fear does that. It's not good. We don't need it. Um, and yeah, the shadow I think is relevant here, which is that um, often, like I said, the subconscious things that we, we're not really aware of. And um, the shadow I think would be some, the idea of something like that, that, that those aspects of ourselves which we do not want to look at and we usually avoid looking at. Um, and perhaps even in the deepest part of the shadow, which we are unable to look at at this point, perhaps it's blocked through repression or, you know, some sort of, they're still getting through, like, uh, you know, blast doors of the, the psyche. Um, and so, but we will get through with um, patience and presence, physical presence of the soul and watching the mind. Um so, okay, now that's a bit about relationships and fear. Um, and uh, yeah, ultimately, you know, the thing is like, oh, I don't know where it's going to go. It's like, okay, fine. Like, um, just embrace that, you know, and go, I can't control what's going to happen. I can control how I am right now. And this is kind of, it comes back to the thing of, you can't live in the future. You can't live in the past. You can only live right now. So get to it. Your whole life is right now. Live it now. And then it'll sort itself out. You know, if you're not sure what to do right now about the future, okay, just live here and just keep doing things. And then it's going to pop into your head a year from now or something and you'll be much better placed. You'll have much more information because things will have actually happened to actually know, okay, this, you know, what to do. Because that situation hasn't even come together and unfolded yet. So how the hell are you meant to know what to do a year from now if it hasn't even happened yet? So you need to let it happen and then you can figure things out as they kind of go, you know. So let's see. And then I think society in general is quite fearful. Like, um, not, I mean, the COVID thing was insane, just an absolute escalation. And I, I can still feel the fear, like, um, that, like, the, at least here in Ireland, the society is not the same. I mean, I arrived during, at the, just like basically a few days before it all kicked off, um, the lockdown or whatever they want to call it, um, the grand withdrawing of the rights of the sovereign citizenry um and uh but um you know i've been here many times before and there's definite change like you can feel, I, I can feel it's subtle at this point but there's still signs on like the you know the the tram like on the glass like wear a mask and all this stuff which has totally been disproven by science like by science i mean there's let me say there's no um logical no evidence based upon logical in inquiry and epistemology um, you know, evidence-based protocols. No, it's just uh, ideology and dark vibes and madness and probably some money. <laughs> but um, hey, we won't get into that right now. Um, but so, but even before that, you know, the war on terror, which is really, I think, there's a, um, there's a typo, should be the war of terror. Um, and that was, you know, lies throughout it. You know, it's come out through the Edward Snowden stuff and the WikiLeaks and, Glenn Greenwald's work. There's so many things where, you know, weapons of mass destruction, we, you know, all the, the West, so to speak, invaded Iraq. Not France. Bravo, mes amis. Bravo. Uh, tu, uh, tu, how do I say you said? Tu savais? Tu savais que... Uh, savais mauvais? Uh, whatever. I won't try. Um, they knew it was bad. So, but, you know, but like America, you know, Canada, Australia, UK, all that kind of stuff. Invading when there was no evidence of these weapons and so seemingly it was um just a violent illegal invasion as george bush said when he was trying to talk about um uh, ukraine recently look up that speech 10 second thing 
my God, incredible. On one level, I feel a bit bad for him, but on another level, I feel like, well, you did kind of cause the death of at least a million Iraqis. So, um, but it's like, you know, cause Vladimir Putin to launch an unprovoked, un- absolutely unreasonable, um, inhumane invasion of Iraq, I mean, uh, y- y- Ukraine. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, um, so, but yeah, there is this, and, you know, before the war on terror, um, I'm sure, you know, throughout society it's there there's this and f- again fear is natural it's going it should be a certain element of fear but i think the society we're living in these days has become more and more there's a darkness kind of growing you know i think a lot of people can feel so i think that also makes it harder and a lot of people you know like during the lockdown thing you know suicides went off the chart drug abuse um drug overdoses child abuse domestic abuse um um all kinds of um bad things basically skyrocketed and so you could see that that, that um, now that's just darkness, negative energy in general, not necessarily, not necessarily just fear, but it was coming off of fear. This, the whole thing was about, you know, people were afraid and so they were able to be manipulated by these bureaucracies. And the majority of the people in the bureaucracies, I think, were operating from fear. Um, and, you know, this ideology which was insert, presented to them of like, yeah, this is the thing, do this. And I, I suspect, you know, there was a small number of people who were guiding it for nefarious ends um and you know i have a podcast on i think it was episode six 19 <laughs> yeah um COVID 19 and kind of talking all about like so a lot of the myths and that so you could look that up if you're interested but you know um although i, I didn't mention in that the, the connection of like the media being owned by you know blackrock and vanguard who also own you know the the man uh have a huge ownership stake in um, the pharmaceutical corporations and all this stuff. But so all these incestuous relationships, but the point is um, fear caused us to, you know, to shut down all the, the whole planet basically. And that caused far more death. You know, we it was obvious before, but now it's been shown in proper clinical studies or whatever it is. Um, maybe not clinical studies, but you know, um, rigorous scientific studies that, yeah, you know, that caused far more damage and, um, and deaths and injuries than if we had just left the virus sweep through and let people's immune systems deal with it. But, um, but it was fear. And so that's just one example where I think society is not free of this. We, we don't live in this, oh, I'm a bit messed up, but at least society knows what's going on. Society, you know, as above, so below, our society is um, largely hysterical, uh, in, both in the good and the bad sense. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I think that that fear has kind of you know grown, and but I think it comes in waves. So, but you know, the Ukraine thing would also be another one. Like, oh, the Russians, we got to be afraid of the Russians. It's like, well, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, you know, so to speak, colloquially, I might say I'm fairly afraid of you know the military-industrial complex of the United States as well. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure JFK's ghost is fairly worried as well. No, um, but uh, but then, but anyway, so. That makes, you know, I think understanding that, that we do, we are surrounded by kind of fear and, and even not just fear of like, oh, you know, the other and this and that, but also fear of like, you know, advertising like, oh, you know, this, it's like, oh, am I, are, are other people progressing fa- for, um, faster than me? Am I not as worthy as other people? Am I stupider than other people? You know, um, what do other people think of me? You know, do I need that new product in order to have that good feeling? There's a lot of fear which has been monetized in the kind of consumerist corporatic society that has kind of grown up around the um, the West and the world largely, um, 
But uh, anyway, that's enough for that, I guess. Um, so uh, now, so yeah, fear. Now let's get into the, the the depth of it. What is fear, and what's actually going on there? Because um, I think it's interesting. I would say, like the title of this, "Only Fear Is Afraid." I think on one level you can say that I get afraid sometimes. You know, um, I'm like, oh, you know, I don't want that thing to happen, and I feel fear, and so, you know. This person, this human being called Jamie is getting afraid. I'm afraid of that, you know? Um, and the things where I might think consciously I'm not afraid of it, I think I'm ready, f you know, I don't want to die, but I think I'm ready for death, kind of like, in, not now, like, if I, I want to be as, uh, live as, if I, I want to live, um, be as healthy as I can for as long as possible. I want to live as long as possible while I can be healthy and sane, you know? Um, but then... Um, but overall, it is quality over quantity. But still, that would be good. Like long, healthy, happy life. Great, wise life. Good life. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think consciously I, I, I'm not afraid of death. But then subconsciously, there could be some tension, which I'm not totally aware of. And if I, say, took some plant medicines, suddenly I might, you know, become acquainted with certain things which were in a, the bottom drawer and I hadn't noticed, you know. Um, so... Um, and, you know, that's a good exercise through meditation or, you know, these, you know, um, uh, entheogens or, um, you know, whatever journaling, whatever practices you want, mindfulness to become more aware of this stuff. Because as you become aware of fear, like fear is like a, sh uh, a shadow, you know, when you actually look at it, you realize it's much smaller than the shadow, you know, um, or maybe danger casts the shadow of fear. And um, so... It looks like, oh, look at that big monster on the wall. That's a shadow, you know? And you're like, oh, that's just fear. Okay, let's actually... And then, you know, you actually look at the source of whatever this is making you feel afraid, pay attention to this thing, which is sneaking up on you, instead of running from it and lengthening that shadow. Um, but, uh, and you find out it's much smaller than, the, you know, the, the fear which it was casting. The danger is always smaller, um, almost always, I think. Um, and so paying attention to it also because you're going to approach mode you're approaching so physiolog physiologically you're going from a feeling of fear and being prey and you know fight or flight I guess from flight to fight but that's a more dominant powerful you need to be strong your body's going you can do this it's presuming you know it's giving you energy um, anyway so you know facing fear is very um, good and I think um, when nothing can stand, you know, darkness can stand the light of consciousness. When you pay attention to a fear, every moment you're just being, not thinking about it, that can be useful too. But the main thing is just paying attention to it, just feeling it, just seeing it, watching it, being empty, being the emptiness which holds it. Um, and if you, you do that, it'll try to persuade you to, you know, start thinking and all that. But every second which you're just, every moment, you know, um, that you were just feeling it or being aware of it, it's getting less powerful and you're getting more powerful. You're shrinking it. Um, it's dissolving. And so then it'll kind of back, get the hell away. You're like, okay, wait, he's surely he's going to get distracted soon. He's, he's on TikTok all the time. All right, let's go. Da, da, da. Uh, nope. Okay. Bail, bail. Come back when he's, you know, sleepy. Um, it's almost like, a, it seems like a little, an animal, you know, like a creature, like fear will kind of disappear when, you, when you're paying attention. It can't withstand it. Or maybe it's not like, um, and I do think it's possible that it's some sort of, you know, um, I don't know, uh, higher dimensional entity or some sort of, you know, energetic entity. Like it's the kind of intelligence of its own. Um, just like I am, me and my brother who are joking about God are both the universe 
talking to itself. But we're also, we're one, but we're also not one, you know, one and two. Also being twins, I guess, it's kind of a similar thing. Um, so there's this understanding that, you know, there's a paradox and we can't understand it totally. So who cares? We, who needs to? But with fear, it seems like on some level, like it is maybe kind of like conscious and has an independent existence um, as well as kind of just being part of, you know, just the universe, just, but um, just like I am. But it's also possible that, yeah, as more, the more conventional view, which is that, no, it's not like, doesn't, it just is behaving in ways which um, help propagate it because that's just the way things evolve. Um, but, but either way, it doesn't really matter. It acts like, you know, a sneaky, lying, um, Machiavellian psychopath. And it will try to make you feel, will try to, you know, trick you into just being afraid the whole time. And basically it's like feeding it, what Eckhart Tolle calls, you know, the pain body. Just like it, it feeds off your negative energy. It wants that. You start feeling good. It can't deal with that for very long. It's going to need a meal every now and then. And then it, you know, makes you feel bad, tricks you into thinking ways that will create bad emotions. That creates more bad thinking, negative feedback, or a feedback loop, let's say, um, of negative emotion. And um, then, all right, that's enough. I'm full. Off he goes. But yeah, if you pay attention to it, um, you know, you are the mind fear and the mind when you're not paying attention to it they're a thousand times stronger than you if you're not paying attention um we are the, the slave of the mind but then as soon as we start paying attention and watching it 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 flips um we become a million times stronger so to speak right who knows the exact figures or proportions scales here but so we find ourselves a th suddenly a thousand times bigger than this thing which was a thousand times bigger than us before and now it can't withstand us and so it's actually good news, very easy. Um, but it's just, I think, it's a paradox. It's easy and it's not. Some people say it's simple, but it's not easy. I'd say it's easy and it isn't easy. I don't know. Um, or it's easy and it is easy or whatever. But like it's it's maybe unfamiliar. And so that can, but some people can just change suddenly. You know, click, you know, switch, flick the switch and, you know, they go from, they leave the a paradigm of fear. Um, other people, it, you know, it seems to like, like say myself, like it seems to kind of um, take quite a while. Like there's these gro this groove which I fall back into, you know. So that's fine. It's a repeat, um, a practice, a medit you know, pra spiritual practice of returning yourself from fear to calmness, where you can really live properly. Um, and again, fear is the most is much more dangerous as a way to live because you you can't think as clearly, you can't negotiate your environment as well. So, um, so if you're really worried you should chill chill out or if you're really afraid you should ignore fear or not take fear seriously pay attention to it and then see if there's, if there's anything to it okay no ignore it you know um so but yeah now the core of what fear is though so on one level i've just said right i do feel afraid you know at times and i get afraid and i'm sure you get afraid and we all get afraid and you know that we say bravery is you know not fearlessness but the ability to, um, when something is more important than fear, or when you can act in spite of fear, when you conquer your fear, you 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 don't let fear influence your actions. Um, so, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. And so, you, I think fearlessness is a very beautiful, powerful idea principle. You can just keep in mind, and it could inspire you to live more nobly. But I think in reality, what it really is is a kind of not believing in the fear which comes up. You know, fearlessness is kind of like this fear certain amounts of the time but it's never getting into the depth of you there's always a part of you which is not touched by that fear and you're okay here's the fear i'm feeling pretty afraid 
but not totally. Yeah, 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 it's cool, it's cool. And then the fear is like, ooh, okay, there's this kind of burning inferno of conscious love. Uh, okay, I'm getting out of here. And then you're like, uh-huh, cool. So there's a bit of fear in you for a while, but the fearlessness is the ability to not take it really seriously. And so it can't really stay around very long. It has to get out of here. Because um, it's like, ah, oh, okay, no, he, was, he saw me coming. Um, or she saw me coming. Or the soul saw me coming. Um, now, um, I will turn on the light a little bit as it is getting a bit dark. Right. So, yeah. Um, now, fear. Uh, so, but basically, so that said, right, which I think is kind of obvious, but here's the revolutionary thing, the radical thing. I think um, it's not my idea, but I'm just passing it on, passing on the good word. Um, and I guess this is my understanding of it. It's, um, but uh, that I am never, and you are never actually afraid that the, Ultimately, like literally, in the realest sense that we could use language to talk about, you are never afraid. That's not what happens. Your mind is afraid, or you could say the energy of fear possesses your mind or characterizes your mind for a while. Your mind is imbued and sub, you know, subsumed into the energy of fear. And your soul, or you, identifies with the mind or the fear, um, which we're using interchangeably here. So whenever you are afraid or you are scared or you feel fear, what's actually happening is um, your mind is um, getting afraid or embodying a fearful state and you identify with the mind. You think you are the mind you see yourself in it. You believe you are there. And that's ultimately what's actually happening is you're falling asleep. Um, you're entering a dream state, a kind of trance. You think you're Harry Potter on, on the screen, you know, doing spells. And you, you're like, oh yeah, wait, I'm just in a chair watching the movie. Ha ha. Uh, oh, this isn't that fun. No, I want to get back into the movie. <laughs> Let myself get hypnotized again into, oh, it's just the story and my self is left behind. Um, but so fear, um, what's actually happening say I believe as I understand it for myself is when I get afraid is it's um, I'm I'm believing that I am that the thinker or the voice in my head which says oh fear and I'm taking fear seriously and so actually I'm never afraid you know I'm completely untouched by the fear my soul it's never getting afraid what what it is doing it is definitely falling asleep and becoming unconscious that's true but getting scared getting afraid not really that's not really true objectively you know um, and yet, on the other hand, it's like, well, it's kind of a paradox because it's like, well, I, if I'm believing in fear, if I'm taking fear seriously, isn't that kind of, isn't it kind of fair to say that even if my soul is eternal and it's not fear and it's just the, the, the universe and it's, you know, um, the love supreme, um, and like then, but if I'm, believing I am that fear, then that I'm kind of in, in resonance with that fear or maybe that fear is a part of me or, but, but it's like, I am, I am believing in it. Why, why am I, why do I believe it's me? Why do, do I take it seriously? Why, you know, if there's a, a feeling of like boredom or maybe, not, you know, um, 
I don't know. Yeah, okay, let's say boredom during um, uh, some sort of yeah discussion of like medieval history. I would be like, what's that feeling? This is hell interesting. You know, I'm always interested in that. Um, so I probably wouldn't identify that. I'd go like, oh, that's a weird, just some random thought passing through. I guess that thought got lost. It's meant to be taking a left turn at the corridor and go down some other, someone else's head. But so I don't think, take it personally. I just see it as, you know, we're human beings, we're, we're embodied, but we're, we're these souls which are embodied. But um, the stream of thoughts of humanity are just gushing up from the infinite depths, the ethereal wells of being um, through our psyches and the coming thoughts are coming through me. And I can guide them with my free will and kind of, um, you know, seemingly fish in these streams and bring up certain things or focus on certain things or develop, maybe transform them with a bit of psychic magic and um, perhaps, you know, focus and then kind of have some sort of co-creation in my thoughts. But um, when I'm just, a lot of the time, it's just there's this stream of th thoughts just popping up, you know, just flowing through my mind. And I wouldn't say that they're coming from me. They're just coming through me. Um, and they're kind of just the, the, the thoughts of Ireland or the thoughts of Australia or like the thoughts of my ancestry, um, my stream of ancestors or the thoughts of, you know, um, Europe or the thoughts of, you know, humanity or the thoughts of whatever, you know, and it's just kind of this stream of nature. Um, but then what is it that makes me identify with a thought of like fear? And so, um, so it's very interesting. I wonder what that is. Like, um, perhaps there could be a case to say I am being afraid um, in the sense that how else would you be believing you, that you are the fear? Maybe that is, on some level you could say that is, you are being that given that you are seeing yourself in it. But I don't know. I feel like not really. So it makes, you know, ultimately, like, yeah, it, this is just a kind of um, an optical illusion. Um, and the good news is... Um, if someone's like, oh my God, I'm really afraid and I just feel so unworthy because of it. It's like, no, you're, hey, you're, don't worry about it. You're literally never afraid. Now, if you're feeling unworthy because you're really sleepy, spiritually sleepy and keep losing consciousness, well, it is true that you're very sleepy and keep losing consciousness, yes, and that it would help yourself and many others and be really fun and a, an incredible adventure and beautiful, infinitely, like more satisfying than anything you've ever experienced in your life experience to cultivate your consciousness and, and not have that happen anymore and to stay sane, stay awake. However, you still shouldn't feel unworthy because that would also just be a um, illogical, um, counterproductive, resisting the inevitable, negatively charged thought from the stream of automatic thinking of humanity, which you are believing in. So that's also not necessary. Um, so this is extreme, <laughs> extremely like esoteric and, uh, deep, but, um, yeah, so left it for the end. Right. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so I think ultimately that's kind of a cool thing to remember. You know, if any of you are going through, if worried about things and are afraid, you know, um, you know, just, uh, yeah. So what can I say? You know, like, I hope you're all right. And I, I know you're all right deep down, you know, and um, I think it's reassuring to realize like these things I've mentioned, there are a lot of very simple things we can think about and say and do um, and just be aware of um, in order to kind of free ourselves to greater levels of control. 
um, and power in the service of the, your conscience and you know your, the life you know you deserve and other people deserve from you and um, just fun you know um, so and ultimately yeah that that I think I find it very reassuring and uh, uh, mirthful that uh, ultimately um, all the worries you've ever had um, haven't really been yours. You've never really been worried or distressed about anything. You're just like the chillest, the chillest cat out, you know, chillest cat in the universe. And what's actually happening is you're just dreaming. So what's so bad about dreaming, you know? But what's so good about waking? Oh, a lot, you know? So I encourage you to, um, you know, do what uh, more and more people are doing these days, which is uh, waking up, you know. And, it's, yeah, it's great fun. Uh, I'm doing my best. So keep you posted. Um, and, uh, yeah, so now just to round things out, a bit of music. I did forget in one of my podcasts recently. The only one. I, but, uh, hey, maybe my voice was singing. My words were singing for me perhaps. So here's a little song. Let's see what comes up. And waking 
to have my meaning. That said, fear. Um, I dedicate this podcast to fear because <laughs> fear does help us grow. So fear is ultimately a teacher. Um, and if there was no fear, then every story I'm aware of, I don't think it would work. And so I think it's just part of this reality of pol polarity and opposites, yin and yang. And um, ultimately it's all good. And uh, at the point where we awaken from fear and, and are no longer constrained by it, we will realize that it was necessary, I think, at any moment when we believed in it, it was because, yeah, we weren't awake enough. So how are we going to wake up? Well, we, you know, you need, a, I guess, a dream to fill that space until you can kind of realize the absurdity and realize the, um, the wakefulness. So that's it for now. Um, I, uh, I uh, am afraid that I'm not afraid. All right. Take care, everyone.